Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Adam Torno, joined as always by Todd Wagner. Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. Todd, question today is this. Does Jesus teach pacifism in Matthew 5, 38 through 47? Yeah. Does he want us to be a punching bag? Because it kind of sounds like it. Let's read it because yep. uh, our friends are uh, curious why we'd even suggest it. So why don't you read Matthew 5, 38 through 42? There we go. You've heard that it was said, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on the right cheek turn the other to him also. Wow, that's there you go. Yeah. Uh, we have to understand that um, what Jesus is doing here is this is in the middle of what is famously called the Sermon on the Mount. And so it's why we say, kind of tongue-in-cheek, never memorize a Bible verse. You want to really understand the context of a passage. If all we had was that verse in the Scripture where when you're punched, you know, give them the other cheek, if somebody takes your coat, you know? Yeah, he goes on to give some more examples yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it sure sounds like it. But what Jesus is doing there is he's correcting the understanding of what people thought righteousness was. And so the law is given, Adam, for people who are bent towards evil. The law restrains evil and protects folks um, who live alongside evil people, right? But the righteous don't need a law, okay? Love doesn't need a law. There's no limit on love or grace, or kindness. We don't put laws to restrain that. We restrain evil in men. And so Jesus is walking them through, in Matthew chapter 5 specifically, this crazy idea, which is unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, the most religious people on earth, the most God-law-abiding people on earth, then he said, you're not going to get into heaven. And people are like, what? Mind blown. That, that doesn't seem right. And so what he walks them through is really the Ten Commandments. If you'll watch and look closely at Matthew chapter 5, he just says, you've heard it said you shouldn't murder. He starts with, really with the commandments that affect how we treat one another. You've heard it said you shouldn't commit murder. And so they said, hey, if we don't murder somebody, we're good with God. He says, no. I'm saying if you even say to your brother, you fool, right, or, or, or harbor hate in your heart towards your brother, you've had a murderous intent. And God says, that's not righteous. You've heard it said you shouldn't commit adultery. But I say to you, if you look at one with lust in your heart, that you've committed adultery. And all of a sudden people are like, uh-oh, Right? And so he goes on to say you should remove anything that would cause your heart to um, lustfully long to control or have another person. And then he goes on, he talks about um, a wrong view of even human relationships and marriage. And then he comes out of that and says a wrong view of human oaths, right? The scripture says you should not bear false witness. And so the Pharisees played games about whether or not they should swear by the temple or by the holy city of God. And Jesus says you should let your yes be yes and your no be no. And then finally, he gets to this whole thing about not coveting, which is Jesus is going to say, not only should you not need what other people have, you shouldn't even hold on that tightly to what you have. Mm. And so there's some teaching there. What Jesus is doing is expanding what the heart of God intends for people, what a kingdom people should love and live like. All right? Now, what he's doing here is he's giving commands to followers of Christ or followers of God, who are citizens of the kingdom because they have a right relationship with God. First of all, we see that none of us can live up to that standard. So we're going to need a Savior, which Jesus makes the claim eventually that he is. But what's he doing and what's he saying right here? Well, I already told you, what he's doing is correcting their understanding of the law. In most cases, it was you thought this is all you had to do was not murder. Okay? And what he's doing in this particular instance is people thought, okay, Justice in the Old Testament was eye for eye or tooth for a tooth. And what he's saying is, you know what? I don't want retaliation to be your first response. I want your first response to be, hey, it's hurt people that hurt people. How can I 
uh, be a peacemaker. That's exactly what he got through saying a little bit earlier in Matthew. Right. right? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they'll be sons of God. And it's not like, hey, you knocked out my tooth, I'm going to knock out yours. Right? Because even that law was there to limit evil because there were folks like, if you knock out my tooth, I'm going to take out your eye. And so God limited human aggression and spite by saying, no, tooth for tooth, eye for eye. But now he's coming back even more. And he's going to say, I don't want you to be pacifist and be abused, but I want you to not run right to your rights under the law to go, if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you equally as much. He's saying the heart of God is to be kind. This is what he says in Luke 6 when he's basically repeating these ideas. He says, I want you to be like your father in heaven who himself was kind to evil and ungrateful men. And he's going to model this himself. And so you're going to watch what Jesus does. And what he calls us to do is to be kingdom people. Now, by the way, pacifism is the idea that anybody who takes the name of God should never act aggressively towards somebody else. You should turn your left cheek when your right cheek is hit. But you need to know that citizens of heaven also live on earth, and we will be the best citizens of the nations that we live in. And God has given governments the right okay, to execute judgment. And so sometimes, as citizens, not who are vigilantes, responding out of my personal right to hit you back when you hit me. Right. Governments have a right, though, to bring judgment. And sometimes citizens who work underneath the umbrella of God's authority with a government can go to war all right, or can execute justice. It says in 1 Peter 2.14 that governments have the right to punish evildoers. And what are government except human rulers? Right. Okay, and so they, we should pray for kings and those that are in authority that they would be godly human rulers and they would sometimes execute justice. What he's talking about here, Adam, is what kind of neighbor am I? If you do me wrong, right? You know, you break one of my windows, I don't get to go, well, the law says I get to break one of yours. Right. What he says is, man, you ought to go and do everything you can to say, hey, Adam, help me understand why there's a rock through this window, right? And I want to do the best I can to make peace with you. And you might show yourself to be a fool where I'm going to have to widen the circle and bring in other people and maybe let you experience consequence. But if I got a chance to be gracious, I'm going to be gracious to you. Okay? Jesus does stuff that we're not called to do. You've heard me talk about why I don't wear a WWJD bracelet. Right? So what would Jesus do? Well, Jesus did always turn the other cheek. When Jesus was nailed to a cross, he said, Father, forgive them for I know not what they do. But the Bible doesn't teach that we should all let people be abusive towards us. Mm. That would be a misreading of the text. We, it's really just saying this. Paul, when he's talking about what love is, love is not provoked. Love doesn't take into account a wrong suffered. Love doesn't seek its own. And that's what Jesus is saying. I want you to be marked by love. So your own right is to take a tooth when a tooth is taken. All right? When somebody provokes you by hitting you, hit them back. He's saying no. Right? What you want to do as best as you are able, be at peace with all men. And so your first step should not be retaliation. That'll be reconciliation and peacemaking. The reason most people hurt you is because they're hurting. And you ought to be God's source of grace in their life. So don't confuse what God calls you to do as an individual citizen of the kingdom of heaven who as much as it's possible for you be at peace with all men, as it says in Romans 12, with what God calls us to do when a minister of God, the government, who has not been given the sword for nothing, goes and moves against evil men or evil nations or evil actions. Christians can and should participate as ministers of God to punish evildoers. Just make sure that your first response individually 
is not vigilanteism, right. and I'm going to get my rights. Your first right is to be a picture of the grace and kindness of God, and that's what Jesus is calling us to, and it's a radical ethic. Yeah. It's a brand new kingdom ethic that he's teaching us in the Sermon on the Yeah, it's a radical love that is uh, seen by few. Exactly, and he wants the world to see it in us. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's bringing the revelation of who God is. And he says, Adam, you and Todd, you're gonna to be his ambassadors to the world. So be a peacemaker, not a pacifist, okay? And don't be a punching bag, and don't look to punch back as your first response. I love it. But protect yourself, get out of abusive situations. It's not loving to let somebody continue in sin towards you. But the first thing you wanna do is do all you can to not strike back as your first response. Great answer, Todd, thank you so much. Be sure to click on those show notes for other helpful links and resources. Thanks for watching and we'll talk to you next time.